What's up everyone, this is Don Suave. First and foremost, I'd appreciate everyone for viewing my video. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Also comment. Also hit that notification button below as well. Alright, let's get on with the show. I'm so disrespectful. So, so, so disrespectful. I'm so disrespectful. Yo, yo, what's up everybody, it's Don Suave, and we're going to just make a little quick little video about a little topic that we talk about a lot of times, but this past week, we really got to address this thing, because a very respectable sports broadcaster said a quote on a podcast that makes you want to throw your hat down and walk away. Before I start, let me say this quote. Now, this quote comes from Chris Cobbs, and it states, The past is never there when you try to go back. It exists, but only in the memory. To pretend otherwise is to invite a mess. Now, that quote is true when it comes to the past. Like the fam famous saying goes, The past is history, the future is a mystery. What we're living at right now is a gift. That's why it's called the present. But if you look deeper into that quote, it does say the past only exists in memory. Well, apparently when it comes to sports, remembering the past is basically not even worth it. One thing I used to get to me a whole lot, especially in NFL, when commentators used to say, We have never seen a player like this before. Then you'll hear that, and the first thing was you'll say to your mind is, For example, Lamar Jackson, absolutely great quarterback. He can change the game with his arms and his legs. And when they say we've never seen a player like this before, I gotta ask the question. Do we forget a player like Michael Vick? Do we forget players like Randall Cunningham? How about this? And I know I'm about to probably get a little antsy with it. A lot of people will not like this, but I don't care because facts is facts. There was a player that we know he had arm, he could run too. Took his team to a Super Bowl. The following year, he went to a conference championship. So yes, I'm speaking about Colin Kaepernick. Now, I know a lot of people will say, Kaepernick in the NFL no more because he couldn't play, you know. You're telling me right now that Colin Kaepernick is not in the NFL right now because he couldn't play. Okay. This man took his team to the Super Bowl. Yes, he had great defense. Patrick Wilson and boys. But let's be real. Those pass option runs that he was doing. That did help. Clay Matthews, the former linebacker for the Green Bay Packers, used to say it was hard playing against him. Remember, I think it was Russell Wilson was trying to run around and he got tackled by Clay Matthews. What did he say? No, no, you ain't you ain't Colin Kaepernick. So, kind of did something. But let's be real. Kaepernick is not in the NFL because of politics. Because of what he did with the flag. Because you cannot tell me right now and be serious. Literally take your feelings out of it and be serious. 
Kaepernick is not better than, let's say, let's do the math. There's 33 teams in the NFL. Let's say there's three quarterbacks on each team. That means Colin Kaepernick is not better than 96 quarterbacks. I don't care if they be like, well, he didn't want to start. You're telling me that 32 quarterbacks are better than this guy. I can name about 10 to 15 quarterbacks that I would choose Colin Kaepernick over, but they're still in the NFL. But you know, I can do a whole segment on that, but the quote, Dr. Umar Johnson. We must stay focused, brothers. We must stay focused. Now remember what I said earlier about the pad being basically not even worth the remember sports? This is why I say that, because so many analysts seem to basically put away the old players. If parents didn't have amnesia while saying they have amnesia. Once I heard analysts say, I have I never, never seen, seen a, player a player like Jimmy, like Jimmy Butler, Butler take a team, a team with basically, basically all the all-stars to the finals. It's amazing. In the words of Michael Jordan, it became personal with me. Because I know y'all gonna say I'm biased, but if you know your history about basketball, actually be real. This man right here is from Virginia. More specific, I'm from Newport News, Virginia. And I remember a player very close to home who was a star in high school who was a star in college, went number one in NBA draft to the Philadelphia 76ers, led his team to the NBA Finals in 2001, beat a team led by Kobe and Shaq, who didn't lose a game in that playoffs until they played against that guy. Of course, if you know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Allen Iverson. Or we, well, we know him as around the neighborhood around this area, Bubba Chuck. With the NBA know him as Dancer. And he keeps to call him the problem too. But this doesn't surprise me at all. Because the notion I always hear when it comes to older players compared to new players is three things. One, the athletes nowadays are more athletic than the ones in the past. Okay, I can give you that. Number two, the athletes are more skilled now than they are back in the days. You know, we can go along, we, we can we can go into that conversation a lot, right now we can say, okay, I'll give you that. But here's the one that I hear the most. The competition is better now than it was back then. That's what I have an issue with. I have an issue with that statement because, yes, times have changed. Things have evolved. But we have no clue what happened if we took some of those great players in the old times and put them now. All I hear, all I hear people saying is this. They were athletic. 
they were once they were one dimensional. They couldn't do this. They couldn't do that. You know, they put them in today's game. They would get killed. People act like these players weren't smart. They act like they couldn't adjust to the game. Players now had to. People that was drafted maybe like in the early 2000s or mid 2000s. You know, when times happened, they had to adjust to the new rules, correct? So, ladies and gentlemen, I hate to say this. Actually, no, I don't. You somehow actually watched the NBA? I mean, actually look at it. Because if you did, you will see that there are skillful players here. We're not taking away from them. But there are some players in the NBA right now that do absolutely nothing and still have a job. Why is that? How about the, the times of plays, the times of knowing and defending, the times of doing the things that you would think with NBA, the beauty of NBA games happens, not happening no more. Because one thing they got now that's popular now is called ISO ball. And for the people who don't know what ISO ball means, it's simply what it is. ISO means isolation. Isolation means by yourself. A lot of people, especially nowadays fans, like younger fans or even some of the players now, they want the ISO ball. Give me the ball so they can dribble, 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 and dribble some more. And when they can't find a basket, they pass to somebody who probably got like three seconds to go or four seconds to shoot. That's ISO ball. But I get it. I do get it. It's fun. It's a big trend. You don't believe me that it won't work, that it's not working in the NBA? Okay. How many rings does James, James Harden got? Okay, let me, let me, we don't know the answer. Okay. As a 10-time All-Star player in the NBA, how many times James Harden took his team to the finals? Him taking his team to the finals. Not on the bench. Like the OKC when he first came. I mean, actually was the man on his team and went to the finals. We're talking about teams like Houston. We're talking about teams like Philly. Don't worry, I'll wait. Hey, I played a lot of ISO ball. Cause I know I y'all probably saying it too. Well, you talking about Iverson. Iverson played ISO ball. Yes, he did. And let's be real. It didn't work. It was fun to look at. I'm not going to lie. It was definitely fun seeing him cross somebody up. It was definitely seeing him just taking it to the, to the paint, taking it to the basket. Six foot, six foot one. This little dude taking it up on the center and all this. Like it was fun, but it didn't win. Then when he got to Denver, a lot of us, including myself, thought that this was going to be the year he'll get this ring. I felt like this was the year. You gotta realize, AI, Carmelo, K. Martin. I think Camby was on that team. Like, it was a young gun, a mellow, and AI who still had some, something still in the tank. It worked. So what that mean? But I get it. Team ball is kind of boring for some people. Doing plays, running motions. It's kind of boring. The triangle offense, that was such a beautiful thing in the 90s. Actually, was actually in the 80s, but they brought it to the 90s Bulls. People would probably get tired of that. Passing it down to the to the big man in the low post. Let him work, do work. Passing it around. Look at the team like Golden State. 
Let's say Golden State wasn't a three-point shooting team like they are. Steph Curry, Clay, Nat KD, you know, all them boys that can shoot three, Jordan, the former player Jordan Poole. Let's say they want a three-point shooting team, and they were a team like the Spurs when they had Parker, Ginobili, Tim Duncan. Those three guys. It'll get boring. Because every time people see screens, 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 plays, plays, and it's setting up. But the Golden State Warriors, what they do is they get these plays to shoot threes, and it brings excitement to the game. It brings excitement to see Steph Curry shoot from basically the parking lot. It's brings excitement to see Clay Thompson basically shoot from the parking lot right beside him. It's exciting. But if you had to wait until that, until they got the half court to set up, you had to wait. People, were, oh, okay, you know, it's low scoring game. And we know in the NBA right now, scoring is king. It is what it is. But there's another aspect of the game that's also lost. Defense. Defense is lost so much because there is no more in-your-face defense like it was basically when we grew up. We had guys like Gary Payton. We had guys like even Isaiah McDaniel, Bad Boys Pistons, the Bulls, Dennis Rodman. We had teams like, you know, Knicks had their little thing. The Pacers had their defense with the Davis boys and Reggie Miller. It was defensive players almost everywhere, and they were in your face. Elbow checks were legal. Hand checks were legal. Hard fouls was legal. Nowadays, you do a hard foul, you gonna get fined, you gonna get a technical, you gonna get flagrant, and you gonna get probably ejected, honestly, from the game. Am I lying? You don't think so? Why do you think they call the NBA right now the Cupcake League? One little... And, and basically, Adam Silver throws the book at you, and you just... Is it there? Now, I say all that. Detailing the offense, detailing the defense, to say this. Yes, the game is different. But that shouldn't take away from the greatness of players that came from the team. On a show, it is what it is with Cameron and Mace. Stephen A. Smith was up there. And they asked him a question. Who would you take between Tatum and Larry Bird? Now, you would think that's probably the most dumbest question you will ever ask us. Well, it's the obvious answer. Who would you take Larry Bird? No. Stephen A. Smith on that show was finally got on the that he always says. Because this was his statement. Who would you rather have, Larry Bird or Jason Tatum? So you're saying you that's want Jason? That's heart. That's what I'm trying to communicate. Well, but, no, but shooting ability too. You're it's saying like, that you have Jason Tatum for the first 46? I know you said LeBron, but you're using that same equation with Jason Tatum for the first 46 for minutes? For Larry Bird. No, we'll have a question. Larry Bird oh, was clutch. Okay. Larry Bird was clutch. But I'm talking about you don't want him for the whole game? No, 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 no. I'm saying for me, not Larry Bird for the whole game, no. Oh, oh my goodness. With you, bro. What the heck? You tripping, bro. You tripping. <laughs> now, yes. Larry Bird was definitely clutch. He knew that. 
Ray Charles know that. We're definitely clutch. But to say you only want him for two minutes and you want to take him for the rest of the time, 46 minutes, ladies and gentlemen, NBA is 12 minute course, four course, four times two is 48. So to Stephen A. Smith, he would rather have Jason Tatum 46 minutes and bring Bird in for the last two because he's clutch. Lord, have mercy. And you think to yourself, what was his reason? Okay, I'm glad you asked. First reason. Sensational, but I do think that at times he was a defensive liability. Cap. <laughs> and so what I'm saying to you is that I know what he can do, but physically mm -hmm. he would elevate himself in pressure moments. Mm -hmm. He couldn't sustain it physically over the course of 48 minutes. Cap. <laughs> no, I understand that, but what I'm saying to you is Jason Tatum has had moments where he's shown up under those lights. Not and at other the biggest no, 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 light. And other times he hasn't. But he, game seven is a game seven, bro. And you go to game seven in the Eastern Conference Finals, you go to game seven in the Eastern Conference Semifinals, and you drop 51. You do that last year in the postseason, you drop 46 in a closeout game, six, you down three, two, you go on the road to Milwaukee, and you drop 46 against Giannis. That stuff matters. What I'm saying to you, however, is that if you show up sometimes and you don't show up other times, you just don't have it. It's not a matter of heart. Cap. <laughs> <laughs> now with the album out, are you paying attention? You need to leave. You know, one of my Facebook friends said this, which is true, which made me actually want to do this video too. He said a lot of times the league right now pushing out old stars. To bring in new stars so that all their accomplishments is basically irrelevant now but here's the thing about it when he said that it actually made what Spencer Woody said on a podcast too about former players in, in NBA take a look to what he said if you didn't change culture like AI or Steph Curry with the threes or you're not literally Kobe Mike Braun Two years, three years after you're done, they're gonna forget about you. But do we talk about Penny Hardaway? You know what I'm saying? Do we talk about T Mac? If Shaq wasn't on TNT every night, we may not be talking this, about him as much. And he's the most dominant player in history. And I understand the ring chasing for those guys because one more ring for Braun can be the difference between him being the GOAT or not. We cannot let previous times basically be irrelevant. Larry Bird is considered the number two best small forward of all time by many people. Of course, LeBron is fit to round number one. Some people got Larry Bird as the greatest as their goal. So you're telling me that a man who is considered the GOAT in some people's eyes or the number two best small forward of all time who's in the top ten of all time you would not take him for 46 minutes on two minutes to a guy that's right now maybe the top five player in that position? Because some people still take LeBron over Taylor. Some people take Giannis over Taylor. Some people take KD over Taylor. Some people take Kawhi Leonard over Taylor. So you telling me right now that you will take this guy who's basically the fifth best player in that position, not in the NBA, but the fifth best player in that position, 
over a guy who's considered one of the greatest of all time to something in the greatest of all time. Larry Bird. The issue, see, that's the problem. That is the problem right there. And it's so sad Stephen A. Smith would say that because he gave he gave flowers, but it's not it, I won't put all of them, I put it on the fact that a lot of people were so gun ho on this new generation. The new things that's happening in NBA that we forget that the old school players, if you ain't changed nothing or do anything, we not remember you. Not everybody's a Michael Jordan. Even though in the 80s, the reason why a lot of people love the NBA now, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird saved the NBA. So a player who saved a league that we love watching right now, and you would take a player who literally thought some people were like, is it between him or Jalen or Jalen Brown getting traded? But you'll take him for 46 minutes over a guy who's considered one of the greatest of all time. Or for two minutes. That's fine. What? That, 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 that is blasphemous. That is blasphemous. So what do you guys think? Am I delusional? Am I just crazy? Am I too old school? I want, I want to hear from you. On my YouTube channel, you can comment down below. On my podcast, you can comment in there as well. I love a good debate. But I want to ask you this question before I leave. Are retired players in the NBA getting their flops? Are they not? Or is they getting too much? I want to hear what you say. Tell me what you, do what you think. Who would you take? Would you take Jason Tatum or would you take Larry Bird? Thank you everybody who listened. Thank you everybody who took the time to subscribe. I'll catch y'all later. I'm out. Peace.